0: You know what? I'm sick of all these covers. Let's play a song we have never played before for this first song part that we always play a song at the beginning of the podcast, right? Great idea, Steve. Here's a theme song, hope it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should sung. American blues and tunes. chippity <laughs> me, Classic! What a great song. I never get tired of hearing that. Here it is again. <laughs> yeah, because this is American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. shippity it a dow shippity it a dow Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Right. <laughs> well, we're here yet again. Um, it's not a one-off episode. Can you believe that? Wow. We have no re- like. It's not recommended by a The this only. Week. The only way that that I would believe that is if you told me. That's the only criteria for me believing that. Well, so criteria yes. met. I believe it. Check mark. Well, this is a regular edition of the episode, which means that Jesse has been listening to some punk rock album that I have recommended. I sure have. And I've been listening to some alternative uh, record that Jesse's recommended. Yep, he sure has. Not only have we done that, but we've got uh, two different beers to try. Oh my goodness. So it sounds like a recipe for success. What is? What are these two albums that we've been listening to, The viewers may be asking? I would you just know do... what, they probably would be asking I don't that. want to speak for them, but they may say if that. If they have been listening to the past episodes they would know already. Let's just say that they haven't. Okay, let's... This is uh, a... What's it called? Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Yes. Hypothetically, if someone who is listening right now, talking to you, Jim... (laughs) Jim from North Dakota. (laughs) um, So hypothetically, if Jim from North Dakota, who lives... uh, Crap, I don't want to say a city because I might be wrong. Brainerd. That's in Minnesota. Uh, just, Fargo! Fargo, North Dakota. Um, if you're Jim from North Dakota and Fargo, if you're listening to this right now... For the first and you're, time ever. For the first time ever, and you're thinking, wow, what is this crazy podcast, and why are they talking about me right now? <laughs> well, we listen to we listen to albums. We listen to albums recommended by each other, Yeah, and then we come together and review them while trying beers that we've never had before. So now you might be asking... Hmm, I wonder what albums they listen to. Let Us Tell You. Yes, Let Us. I have been listening to some random album called Good News for People Who Love Bad News by some random band named Modest Mouse. (laughs) Not sure (laughs) if you've heard of them, Jim. Some random band. (laughs) (laughs) Jim, if you've heard of them, send me a letter. Now, Jim, I've been listening to one of the most well-known bands of all time. Yeah. Anti-Flag. Yeah. One of the biggest bands out of Pittsburgh. Ain't that the truth. Ain't that the truth. Um, The album is called For Blood and Empire. Well, that sounds interesting. It sure does. I wonder if they're talking about the Roman Empire. Nope. (laughs) No, not at all. Hey, Jim, does that sound interesting to you? I certainly hope so. Hopefully it does. So get a nice cup of hot chocolate because it's probably cold there. And it's It's summer. Well, maybe he's listening to, the, to it for the first time in winter. Could be. Well, Jim, ignore the hot chocolate. This is American <laughs> Brews and Tunes. If you uh, are a responsible adult, go ahead and imbibe in a nice brew. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't overdo it. Just imbibe a little bit. Have a brew, listen, and enjoy. Be responsible with it. Yeah. And I know that I know, Jim, that you're excited for these records, but, we'll, yeah. but we're going to put them on hold for just a minute to talk about our brews. Pause button has been hit. Has been on hit the, on the records. On the tunes. So, he, he, so, <laughs> so, so Jim, so Jim, <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna keep are we gonna keep talking, to Jim? No, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> no. right. I can't do this. Uh, so Jim, uh, this is a beer that I'm gonna be. <laughs> All right, dear Jim. Um, Anyways, uh, we we both actually have, I know that it's not a theme week, but we have (laughs) beers that are slightly similar themes. Well, we both kind of ran, well, I just randomly picked this up because it looks cool. And I already Uh, had this one, and so when Jesse picked up his beer, I knew that mine would match it. Yeah. I have a beer from Decadent Ales, which I've never actually had anything from them before. Have you heard of them? Decadent Ales? Yes. I never, had never had heard anything. of them until I tried. I picked I've this never out. had anything by them, but I have heard of them. Well, I'm about to try this in a little bit. It's a double tropical smoothie IPA. Oh, um, so it's got peach, pineapple, mango, and strawberry. Strawberry. And it doesn't say it, but I'm curious if there's like if there's a little bit of lactose sugars in here, maybe to add a creaminess. Like could a, be. You never know. But so it's that ah. smoothie. It's a smoothie beer, right? So okay. what could be? More similar to a smoothie than... A slushie. Oh. Why would you say that? Because my beer is a peach slush IPA. What? I know, right? It's from Omnipolo, and it's called... Shaotau. Sh- right? Shaotau. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. Why don't you spell it? But it's an India pale... Oh, it's like the word shout. S-H-O-U-T, but... Xautau, A-O. A-O at the end. Shout. Shaotau. Um it is an India Paleo brewed with peach and you called it lactose sugar. See that's what gives it that creamy vanilla ness. The creamy. Yeah, so this should be interesting. I'm curious. Um your my beer can kinda, looks it, pretty cool. It looks like if Grimer was a peach color. Uh, Grimer is a Pokemon for those of you who don't know. It almost it just looks like sludge. See, when I look at your beer, if I if I look at it for just a split second and don't actually pay attention, I think it's worms. And then when you look at it closely Where, you're like, oh, it's uh, something the worms dripping. You yeah. see it dripping. It's sounds like it's it's a it's all sl- dripping down. It's a slushy Slush that's dripping, dripping down. Yeah, mine kind of. What would you say? Mine looks like it's camouflage almost with bright colors. Yours looks like uh, just just splatters, splatters looks like splatters of colors with strange cartoons on yeah. them. It's kind of a cool logo. I'm excited for this. Shall we? Same here, uh, let's. Uh, shall we crack these brews and uh, pour them? Yes, let us. Well, you're already. I I was an anticipatory... Oh, you're already cracking. It was an anticipatory beer crack. I just assumed you were going to do it at the same time. And if you're from Ireland, you might be asking, where's the crack tonight? Well, the crack's here. Crack is here, and it just happened. And if you're a U.S.-speaking person, we don't do crack. (laughs) (laughs) We don't advocate that. It's bad. It's very bad for you. Don't do it. Don't do drugs, people. They're bad. They are bad. Drugs are bad. Mm Well... Mm Uh, this is one of the first times in a while I've had an IPA that's not New England style. I can see through it pretty good. It's not yeah, cloudy. Actually, ours looks very similar. Ours, mine's, uh, yours, yours is a little less vibrant, I would say. Yours is a little bit. Mine's a little bit duller. Yeah, mine's a little, is is a, little orangey, a little bit more orangey. A little bit darker and orangey. Yeah. The smell is really good. Uh, I can smell a, a, an assortment of fruity flavors Ooh. with the traditional, <laughs> with flavors. a nice traditional hop smell. Oh, blue clovers. Here, get a get a whiff of mine. What do you think? Oh it's nice. I see what you mean. Uh there's that really there's a, a way heavier peach scent it's on yours. Su- it's sweet than on this. More one. heavy peach than your peach. Yeah. Just trust me. Yeah, you're right. I can't really get much uh peach smell from that. It smells good. It's it more it's uh just like the color. The it's, scent is a little bit duller. Let's just say more reserved. Maybe it's more subtle. Oh, more reserved, subtle. That that's the word that's, I was looking for. But I mean smelling beers is great and all, but I
1: mean, you what? can't complete the <laughs> scent
0: without the taste. So let us give our traditional, uh, traditional multiple years uh, saying phrase. That's let's, a good let's point. Give it, let's give it a go and give it a little try. All right. Sounds good. And for you, Jim, uh, this might be new, but we say this this <laughs> phrase on the podcast when we you try You might it have here. heard it twice at the beginning of the episode. It's called tao." So, Jim... Yeah uh in Fargo North Dakota who's listening for the first time raise your your beer and vibing responsibly yes with us right now raise your beer and repeat with us shibberibibba down ready okay shibberibibba down b- cheers jim oh wow um this is delicious huh i got to say what i got to say real quick before okay, you oh, go right, yeah um, I was hmm. I had forgotten that mine is a double IPA. Oh. Um, and okay. it clocks in at a whopping nine point three percent. Mine clocks in at a seven percent. So what, what hit difference. what hit me first is the slight booziness of maybe a stone enjoy buy, which you get okay. hit by by at first. But that melts away Ooh. in the way that a smoothie melts away, Ooh, okay. and I get hit by a slight hop flavor and a lot of fruit flavors. Okay, and then that melts away to a sweet vanilla flavor. I'm not like I said; oh, wow. I don't know if there's lactose sugars like, there in is. here. They're be right. But I, the, the aftertaste is smoothie. Okay, 100. It's fantastic. Very fruity. The hops hit you at first and then melt away quick, so it's Interesting. it's fruity afterwards and very refreshing. Okay, so yours is a smoothie. Yes, right. Yes, it's like a, it tastes okay. like a homemade smoothie with hops. <laughs> what was mine called again? Yours is the Shao Tao. No, no, no. What type of IPA was it? Slush peach slush IPA. Yeah. So where yours is a smoothie, mine's a slush. Big gulp in that slush? No, just, <laughs> just <a> small gulp in <laughs> it. Um, but the reason I say that is because. Mine's not like as smooth yeah. and creamy as yours or as, as you have described yours. Mm-hmm. Whereas the same way as if you were to eat a smoothie, it would be really creamy and, you know, it's like ice cream. Yes. But a slushy is just like crushed creamy. ice. Yeah. So this one, it almost, I don't want to speak for the brewery, but it's almost like they took a West Coast style IPA and put peach and uh, lactose sugar in it. That makes sense. I could see that. Um, now that I say this, uh, I have looked up my beer on Untapped, a great yeah. app for all of you who like to check in beers. Um, it That's for you, Jim. A touch of Madagascar vanilla beans round out the finish oh. in in my beer, so that might there be the sweetness. Here, give give my beer a try and see what you think. All right, you give mine a try as well. Pay attention for that. that. All right, we'll do a switch, switch. Switch, switch 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 switch. I'll be paying attention for for the vanilla. Yeah, yours is. Yours has a tartness to it. Which I would expect, like a fruity tartness almost. Oh. Do you see what I mean about mine? Oh. It goes through like three stages for me. There's a lot of sediment in yours too. Yes, and that's not all of it. I haven't poured the entire can yet. That's really nice. Isn't that good? Yeah. I think I like mine better. Yours is a little bit more tart. This is like more of a slushy. Yeah. It all depends on what you want. Mine's more like a smoothie. If Uh, If you want more of a crisp, uh, kind of uh, more West Coast style beer, then mine is the way to go. But if you want that juicy New England style IPA style, mm-hmm. then yours is the way to go. Yeah. That's really good. I still wouldn't call it a New England style, but it's cl- out of the two I mean, of ours, it's closer terms, to the in style. In terms of how cloudy it is. Yeah, Agreed. It's delicious beer. I'm very satisfied with it. Do yeah, you? Really you like good. yours? I do like mine, yeah. I, uh, I think they're both spot on with their names. Yours is definitely a, uh, a slushy. Slush. Mine's a smoothie yeah overall two very good beers like i like i had just said spot on to the smoothie yours is spot on to the uh slushy slushy but very good they're Um, both they're both creamy though i agree they're both i'm I'm happy they're both very good and the way that the who has a song called happy jack i am gonna write a song called happy steve or maybe happy jim (laughs) happy jim jim i wish you could try this um if only there's probably a way for you to try it but who knows Um, Shall we move on to the albums? We shall. Um, I'm just going to go out on limb and say I went first probably recently. So why don't you go first? Sounds good. With the Anti Flag. Anti Flag, or as some people say, Anti Flag. I'm not sure who would say that. Crazy. I don't know either. Crazy. Probably probably just crazy people would most likely say that. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of you who have not inferred yet, the band Anti Flag is a political band. Not only that, but they're from the greatest city in the country. Minneapolis? No, Pittsburgh. Oh, St. Paul. Pittsburgh. 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 Uh, Birthplace of Steven. Birthplace of Steve. (laughs) Yep, birthplace of Steve. Yeah. So so for all of you who are wondering where Steve was born, uh, one half of American and Tunes, he was born in Pittsburgh. Allegheny General Hospital. Allegheny. Allegheny. Allegheny General Hospital. What up? Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. Agh! <laughs> All right, you're right. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. Anyway, uh, Anti Flag is a band from Pittsburgh. Uh, they're a punk rock band, and they are, I believe, they're the most. Um, I don't want to say the most political band I've listened to. The most on but the, they're the most. They're political. the most straightforward political band. A lot of like, bands will talk about politics and kind of. Uh, Put it behind a veil or kind of yeah. dress it up, but they're they, they straight are like like there's I'm not I don't want to announce it first, but they've got like a song on here called "Depleted Uranium is a War Crime." Yeah, and I, I'm like, there that's not uh, like hidden. That's pretty on the nose. Yeah, <laughs> you you know what they're talking about. Yeah, and in that song they well we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um but yes, they're overtly are, they're, political. Yeah, blatantly political. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this this album called "For Blood and Empire" is. Obviously about uh, war. I would yes. say, in general, it's about war, um, how the U.S. participates in wars, mm-hmm. and how they think that they're like wrong morally, and uh, a whole bunch of different yeah. facets that and go into th- that. Th- this came out in the mid-2000s during the Bush the administration. administration, I believe. Um, so, Jim, I don't know your political views. Um, if you lean a little more to the right, this might not align with your views 100%, but uh, keep an open mind. Yeah. Um, you don't have to agree with something to enjoy it, or if you really don't agree with it so much to the point where you're irate, just don't listen. It's fine. Uh, everyone has their own opinions. You're entitled to yours. Yes, good point, Steve. You better take that seriously, Jim. Yeah, Jim. Okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, now that we've kind of got a brief... Overview. Overview. <laughs> oh, Jinx, you owe me a smoothie beer. All right, I got you one. Here it is. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I meant a new one. Oh, a new one. <laughs> but I didn't specify. Crap. True. Too bad. It looks like you lost that Jinx battle. Is that a thing? Do you think? I don't know. Do people actually have like? Did you ever actually do that? No, I don't think I've ever done it seriously. Like where you would say... Jinx, you owe me a soda? That kind yeah, of thing. like the same... Like the, what they do in the office with Jim and Pam. With the baggage... No, the... Yeah, no. I didn't actually do like that. Like Jinx, you owe me a soda, and then uh, Jim actually didn't talk. Like he wasn't actually allowed to. Because they were sold out of that one, remember? Yeah. Yeah, but... But... Wegress. I don't think I've ever actually done that. I've never done it. Like I, I just said Jinx jokingly. Yeah. Or when I cut that Pokemon Jinx, I was like, oh, nice am Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, back to Anti-Flag. The album for Blood and Empire, track number one, is called I'd Tell You... <laughs> it's not called that. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> it's called I'd Tell You But... Dot, 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 dot. dot. I'd Tell You... <laughs> i <I'd> Tell You... <laughs> so this song uh, is a really good album opener. Uh, I give it four to five. And... It is a song specifically about the victims of war um, mm-hmm. and how they would, like, basically, I'd tell you about, uh, for instance, like, about my family or about, like, what's what's happening in my life or whatever, but, but we got killed by your war that you started. Bullets. Yeah, All the bullets cut, the into, bullets. My cut into my flesh. Whoa! And if you don't know what Anti-Flag sounds like, this song is a very good representation. Yeah, there there are a lot of woes. Yeah, they like woes. They like woes quite a bit. Yes, they do. Um so that song that song's pretty good, uh, like you said a very good representation of what Anti-Flag sounds like. Um and do you know which uh rele- like number of release this is in their catalog? They've probably released like maybe 10 albums in their their catalog. I think this is right in the middle or 5, 5. So, let's let's say this is like 5. They like this is not their first effort by far and large. Um they've been around for over 20 years now. Um oh, and I wow, believe yeah. this is their first release on a big label. I can't remember which label it was. It might have been a major, I can't remember. I think so. Um but this was their biggest release to date and oh, the biggest release still... currently and probably to date still is now okay. yeah they had one more release on that major label or whatever it was the bigger label um and then i think it was a two label deal or a two record deal and then they dropped that out now they have okay. their own label called af records okay um i'm sure it's a flag records yeah and, uh, a lot of pittsburgh bands are on there like homeless gospel choir oh nice or swiss army a bunch of fun stuff Nice. Um, but yes, this is their their biggest, I'd say their biggest release to date. Oh. I remember listening to this in late middle school, early high school and be like, this is awesome. Really? <laughs> I didn't talk like that in, at that time, but you know. You're probably just like, this is awesome. I love the punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's probably what, it, that's exactly what you sounded like. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to get on to my first recommendation. Mm. It is track number two and the song is called... The Press Corpse. But not like core. No, like C-O-R-P-S-E. Like a dead body Like corpse. a dead body, yeah. <laughs> do 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 <laughs> do Is that all? <laughs> that's just the very beginning okay. <laughs> Um, I gave it 4 out of 5 and recommended it. Uh, it's a song mm-hmm. about, again, war. Because that's what most of this album's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this song is kind of focusing on how the press uh, releases content to the public and also kind of like the reasons that the government gives behind going into war. Yeah. Um, and the chorus is super darn catchy. I don't want to talk, 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 talk about it. I want to tiptoe walk around it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a it's very, it's a, and I believe this is a staple of the live show. Really? Yeah. I've seen them quite a few times and they play this very often. Mm. Yeah, We don't want to talk about it. Wait, don't we don't want we don't want to talk <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'll get carried away with this song yeah it's a it's a really catchy song um, a really simple chorus uh, we kind of sang part of it there but yeah. um, I don't know there's not really much else to say um, and the reason I'm not saying too much about the songs in general is because if I were to go into them there's a lot to, to unpack in these songs Yeah. anti-flag is they're not like a band that just picks like a subject and kind of like talks about it a little bit—they go very in depth. Yeah, because you you had told me that in their liner notes for their albums, they like put references to what they're talking about. Yeah, so if you ever get a record or a CD from them and you pull out the liner notes, they'll have all the lyrics, but then they'll have additional uh, for like almost for every single song, they'll they'll write a paragraph about why they wrote it, and then they'll have references and things you should check out to, about the actual topic. Hmm. So they. They go very in-depth. They give a lot of statistics and a lot of uh, backup support for, for yep. what they're saying. So it's not like yeah. a half-hearted attempt. They they go pretty deep into... So it's, it's not just like childish, it's, angsty punk. It's not a pet project, I would say. It's a, okay. a um, fully developed belief that's backed up by a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so that's why I'm just giving kind of general... Overviews. It would take you too long to go in depth for every single song. Yeah. All right. So, on to track number three. It's called Emigre. Emigre. What does that mean? Well, (laughs) according to the dictionary, it means a person who has left their own country in order to settle in another, usually for political reasons. Could you call that a political refugee, also? You could. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you you definitely could. could. Yeah. Um, yeah, emigre. I mean I mean I guess that's kind of like like all those pe- immigrant. All those people who said they were gonna to move to Canada if Trump got elected. Yeah. And then no, no one followed, no through, one moved. obviously. Yeah. But uh, that's a different uh we're not gonna unpack yeah, that. We will uh we what? What were we just talking about? Track number three? Mm-hmm. Emigre? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um So yeah, the song's about obviously immigrants. And uh, there's uh the first line of the song is First they came for the... The colonists. The communists. communists. And I did not speak out. Then they came for the, the socialists. socialists. And I did not speak out. Then, then
1: they, they came, came for the uh, trade...
0: Trade workers or something like that? Trade... Uh, and I did not speak and out. And then they came for me! <laughs> um, but it's, it's referencing a, uh, a poem by I can't remember who it's by but I I know what you're talking but about. But they're cutting out one of the lines where he says and then they came for the Jews, mm-hmm. but I did not speak out, mm-hmm. which was after and then they came for the trade uh workers or the trade unionists. Yeah. And I did not speak out. Um so I mean essentially the song seems like it's just about um viewing people equally and making sure to stand up for human rights in general. Yeah, for everybody. Not not uh can not being, not which being classist like. or being yeah. Um, Stand up for everybody's rights. Racist, even. You know, like, stand up for everybody's rights. Um,
1: Yeah, rights!
0: Human rights, right? Am I right? Human rights. You're not human wrong. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Um, Anyway, that was a pretty good song. Uh, Not my favorite, but still pretty decent, though. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On track number four, which is my honorable mention. Oh. And it's called... uh, the project for a new American century. Is this is the one where it's like, "It's a gut check for yeah. what you believe." Yeah. Bam! Yeah. yeah. But they um, don't say yeah. I don't think. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but basically, uh, the whole gist of this song is, "Will you make?" Well, one of, the, one of the lyrics is, "Will you make a stand for human dignity or never-ending hate?" So like that's basically. Kind of a continuation of the last song. We don't want never-ending hate. No, we do not. I that guarantee is, that. That is one thing that I believe, and I believe that everybody would agree with me here. Yeah. That that's never bad. Everybody bad. Remember, the final fight is love. Yep. Or love is the final fight. Love is the final fight. You decide. <laughs> I think they mean the same thing. I don't know. Somebody said it right. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> on to track number five called a Hymn for the Dead. <laughs> yes, that is what it's called. It's called Hymn for the Dead. Sing a hymn for the dead. The huh. song uh, is, like, seems like kind of well, like, how like folky. How do describe that? If folky, I guess, it's kinda, as, as like, far folky. as the anti flag goes, is the folky thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically, this song is about remembering the dead and remembering that, um, and this is this is all in context of like fighting for social justice. Um, so remembering the dead and what they stood for and how they're even though they're dead like they're still in that fight for whatever whatever yeah. r- for each whatever respective fight you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Insert fight here. Yep, yeah, exactly. There's also there's also a uh, a trumpet in this fight, I guess for the bridge. Oh yeah, <laughs> bah- I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> it's inter- It's kind <laughs> of <laughs> the first time you hear that you're kind of like what? Well, because it, it's like it'll throw you off. It's like uh, it does like the typical. Uh, like Mask of Zorro type mm-hmm. trumpet line. <laughs> um, so it was kind of weird, but it was good though. Yeah, it, throws, it really throws you off. Yeah, yeah but really I, I gave that. that song four to five. Mm-hmm. It's pretty darn good. Uh, track number six is my next recommendation. It's called This Is the End, in parentheses, for you, my friend. What a great song! It really is. This is the end for, for you, my friend. friend. I can't forgive, I won't forget. Do you know what his friend is? No, no, no. Uh, I'm sure after looking up the lyrics, you know what the end is for his friend. This is the end for you, my friend. Who's he talking to? Who is he talking to? I can't remember right now. What's well, kind of the whole song about like uh, marketing and like all this pressure on girls oh, and everything to right, look, right, look right, their yeah, best. Yeah. Like take these pills; they'll help you lose weight. This will, this will, yeah, make sure you. you look like these this magazines. Because... Will make you look like you got to look like how they look in the magazines. So yeah, it's uh, talking about that pressure that's put on. This is the end. I don't for you, want to say only friend. girls, but he's probably talking about that. I don't want to generalize, but right because I mean like guys it feel the same pressure. Yeah, but that's what it is. Um, so the end. His friend, the end. Which, who, which it is the end for is. <laughs> <laughs> is is, I'd say society dehumanizing females. Society's pressure on women to on look women a certain way. To look a certain way, yeah, yeah. Um, It's a good theme, and when you if you don't really that's pay attention, like, uh, you expect the song to be about. What was I just listening to recently? The Creature Comfort. By, well, that uh, yeah, that Arcade too. Fire. Is, that's another another really good song which yeah. deals with both sides. Yeah, talking about how. You know, both sides look both in the mirror and you know. wait for the feedback. Wait for the feedback. Yeah. Um, but it's a good theme. Also, it was just like, uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Hey, what was that When line the, that the line is, uh, the devil's greatest lie is convincing girls they like better in makeup, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was on that album that we reviewed, The Heist. Um, the Heist. Yeah. So, good line. Yeah. Like, I, and I completely agree with, uh, with that, with, with this song and with that entire message. yeah. To all of our listeners, don't let society tell you how you should look. You do you. If you want to not wear makeup, don't wear makeup. Yeah. But I mean, if you really like makeup and that's what you want to do, go, go for, for it. it yeah. Might as well. You do what makes you happy. Even some guys like to wear makeup as well. I believe they call it guy liner <laughs> or <laughs> mascara. Dude, no way. I am not kidding. <clears throat> really? I'm dead serious. I I wish that I could have taken credit for making up that hu- awesome hilarious like that word guy liner but it's guy real liner. I swear I guess it makes sense yeah huh Yeah. is it different I don't know I think do it's the think? same thing I just think they market it for guys huh interesting like dude from Green Day wears a lot of makeup that's true yeah uh, guys if you want to wear makeup go for it do you think he uses guy liner I don't know what's that guy's name again Billy Joe Armstrong I knew that I was just oh never mind. <laughs> Oh come on! Uh, have you listened to the Long Shot? His other, his other project? Only briefly. Same here. Uh, I kind of liked it, but I haven't really given it more than I'll a have to, of I'll have to. i listen to it, uh, but it seems like it's going in this general trend of like a slower, paced, like Americana, heavier rock, yeah. like the Menzingers too. Which is not a bad thing. No, by any stretch of the imagination. Nope, not at all. Anyway, uh, back to the album for Blood and Empire by the the band Anti-Flag. The next song is called One Trillion Dollar. Dollar sign. I love that song. One trillion dollars can buy a lot of bling. One trillion dollars can buy most anything. One trillion dollars buying bullets, buying guns. One trillion dollars... Something about thugs. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so many woes. So many woes. Yeah, yeah But I love how the, it's just—it's a really good song. What a what uh, it dogs. Dogs. What a ball spit thing. <laughs> <A bowl> spit. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the song—the song is pretty good, though. Great uh, song. It is it is it is also kind of campy, like that other song? I think it's intentionally campy. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the subject matter, because they're talking talking about how. One trillion dollars is great because you can buy anything. And they're like, yeah. "Just kidding! It's stupid." Yeah, just kidding! It's lame. Um, but specifically, I'm guessing this is what one of the things they mentioned in, the, in their liner notes is that uh, specifically, like after the 9/11 events, like the U.S. spent like over a trillion dollars towards, like five trillion dollars towards, towards war. funding the war. Jeez, yeah, or that's some, a lot or of money, like that. So spe- should... specifically, the song is about that and how that yo, seems is like a waste of money. Yeah, F the world, a lot of people gonna die tonight. Yeah, that's what they say in the song. Because if you think about it, like if everybody was just peaceful, everything would just be so much better. Yeah, we could spend our trillion dollars on donuts, <laughs> and beer, or on like solving the energy crisis or <laughs> something else more ben- so <laughs> more beneficial to the human race. I was being a little more Homer Simpson right there. <laughs> I was not intentionally. Duff. Are you saying Duff? Do you say Duff beer? I didn't. I said. Oh. I said donuts and beer which Whoa. is still very Homer Simpson. Well yeah, but you could have said Duff beer. Though. I I should have, but it's too late. I'll let you move on. It's too late now, but that's all right. That's a good song. I'll give it 4 to 5. On to track number 8, which is called State Be You in a Roll. Uh this song is the fastest song on the album so far. Mm-hmm. Uh it's pretty good. I gave it 4 to 5 and it's basically, I would say about not wanting to be pawns in a political chess game. Well, if we're pawns, we're pawns. Let's be pawns. Let's be pawns and pawn it up everywhere. Pawns can win a chess game technically. True, pawn, and also also pawns can be turned into a queen. But also pawns normally get destroyed. <laughs> and sacrificed. <laughs> normally pawns are fodder. Yeah. Can so I guess I guess that's what they're saying. Yeah. But on the bright side of things, ponds can be turned into a more useful piece. Yeah. You have a nice, so maybe Like if you have a nice growth. marble uh, carved paw, like paw, pond, you would put it on your windowsill, admire <laughs> yeah. it. Yep. That's yeah. Just... You would admire it and then as the sun uh, beamed is terrible on speculation. it, there would be a little, a, little bit of, a little plant would start growing out of it and then they'd be like, wow, look at the beauty that's coming out of that pond. You know who carved out a great pond? Andy Dufresne. From the Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> He'd pick up his rocks and he would carve out his pawn. Did you, did you start talking in some type of Southern accent? You know who carved a great pawn? That was Morgan Freeman's accent. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. I can't do Morgan Freeman's boy, accent. Boy, boy, he had a great pawn. Andy can I. Dufresne climbed through roughly three football fields of poo to get to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good movie. What a great movie. I gotta watch yeah. that again. Also, neither of us can do uh, Morgan, Freeman? Morgan Freeman's. <laughs> I think I did pretty good. No. <laughs> if you think I did pretty good, let me know, Jim. <laughs> All right, let's let move on. Know, I'll Jim. let you move on. <laughs> on. Anyway, yeah, moving on. Uh, track number nine is called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Uh, it's very catchy, and it is basically about how America goes into these wars based on what the big businessmen want to do. Those I says, "I lovingly told him f you.'" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they reference um, like the reason that America went f- into Iraq was not for weapons of mass destruction, but was for oil. And well, they have a song on a previous like album that. called "Oil," and then it stands for Operation Iraqi Liberation, Oil. Wow. Well, yeah. Classic. Definitely political. Yes, they're very political. Uh, we, we said we warned you, Jim. That Jim. Why are you Why are you getting all your panties in a t- in a tizzy? Also, why are you wearing panties, Jim? You do you. It's all right. <laughs> I was going to say something else, like uh, your uh, hair in a tizzy, but yeah, that's not that really means. a typical idiom for that. Anyway, I'm uh, <laughs> the track number ten, Jim. Uh, just unravel your your tied up uh, respective undergarments and. Enjoy the episode. You do yeah, you, Jim. Jim. You do you. You do you, bro. Anyway, on uh, track number 10, uh, well, before we move on, do you have any more advice for Jim? No, just listen in, Jim. Okay, sounds just good. Just listen in. And you do you, Jim. <laughs> That's what this episode should be called. <laughs> you do you, Jim. You do you. I'm not, we're not going to call it that, though. We'll probably call it, some probably like, anti-flag for Blood and Empire. Per, uh, um, what are those things with a dot and a comma underneath? Colon, semicolon? colon Semicolon. semicolon. Uh, modest mouths. Good news for cool people, Bad news. Okay, yeah. Just letting you know. That sounds good. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not making a joke. I'm just telling you that's what the episode's going to be called. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was, there was no humor in that. Who could that be? Hello. Oh. Come on in. Oh. Oh, hello, boys. It's me, Old Man Rust again. Schnikes. I thought we got rid of him. Oh, come on, Old Man Rust. I overheard you talking uh, to some guy named Jim in Fargo, North Dakota. Old Man Rust, you've met enough people for three lifetimes, and you've only lived the majority of one full lifetime. You can't handle more people. No, I. Uh, what I'm saying is I already know him, and uh, he definitely does have some interesting undergarments. We go shopping together sometimes. <laughs> Old Man Rust... You wear the same undergarments as Jim? Yes. It's, a. Uh, I don't really want to divulge that secret right now, but let's just say that they're very comfortable and absorbent. Old Man Rust, right, old man Rust we, know, we already know more than we would ever want to know about your undergarment choices. You keep that to you, and you keep your rusty undergarments to yourself as well. Now, Old Man Rust... Kindly leave so that we can continue the episode. Uh, Well, all righty then. Sounds, uh, I guess sounds like a plan. All right. Well, we'll see you later. I hope your old rusty car gets you back to your rusty household, man, Rust. Okay. shippity beep sham Is is that right, boys. Close enough. (coughs) sham Close enough. Watch out for the oxidation. Bye. (laughs) Wow. He can... He can be tiresome. I know. Why didn't you talk to him at all, Jesse? You could have really helped me out there. (laughs) I was laughing the whole time of the conversation. Jeez Louise. Back to Anti Flag. (laughs) Back to Anti Flag. Uh, Track number 10 is called War Sucks, Let's Party. This one got a little bit of a reggae feel to it. Just a slight, slight. Or a reggae or ska feel. This one was never my favorite on the album, though. Same, but it was still pretty good, though. Yeah. Anyway, on to track number 11, the WTO Kills Farmers. I believe that's World Trade Organization. Take Organization? Back Your Rights. Basically, the song about taking back World your Trade rights. World Trade Organization. I think so, something yeah. like that. Um, I believe I'm correct, but I could be wrong. We're yeah. Wrong from time to time. It's fun. It's a pretty good song. Yeah. You have 3.5 out of 5. Uh, 5. Right. Uh, but on to track number 12, my last recommendation. City Burn. What? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> enough, uh, funny enough, all most of my recommendations had woes in them. They they do good things with woes, if you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, do. I like I like the song a lot. It's also another staple um, of the live show. The uh, the singing almost remo- are there two singers in Anti Flag? Yeah, bass okay. player and guitar player. Okay, There's whoever this S- is, Justin Sane. He's the one who does uh, Press Corpus and I Tell You But, and the one who does this one and uh, this is the Unfree, my friend, is Chris Number Two. He's okay. called Chris Number Two because the other guitar player is named Chris Head. So, okay. when the bass player joined, he couldn't also be called Chris, so they called him Chris Number Two. Okay. Um, but this the sound of this kind of reminds me of I'm the Avalanche a little bit. He sings in a lower, more gruff. Yeah. Because yeah. this is low in his register too, which is yeah. kind of a weird choice, but I like it a lot. Um, and I kind of I really like the message of this song. It's way more positive than the other songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a song that's about like coming back from a tragedy, like specifically in a like maybe a specific part of America or a country or whatever. Yeah. Like maybe like New York in the terms of nine eleven. Um, but it's basically about like coming together as a community and like working through that problem and healing and regrowth and yeah whatnot. So it was pretty good. It was a positive message. They can be positive. Political doesn't Um, have to be negative, Brad. Yeah, I know. And then the last song is track number thirteen. Depleted uranium is a war crime. I wonder what that means. <laughs> exactly. What do they say? Uh, but it's actually very interesting. Uh, you guys go check it out. Uh, he they use an audio clip from, I can't remember exactly who it is, but it's some Someone U.S. senator or U.S. area yeah. general talking I about putting depleted uranium on like the tips the, of shells tips of or something. Bullets. Yeah, and then how the adverse effects that that has yeah. had in Iraq and. Yeah, you'd, um, you'd have to do some research to find out about a little bit more about that. But if you get the CD or the, the record, yeah, or you can read their liner, read their liner notes. notes and they'll, they'll they'll give you some info. Yeah. Uh, shall I review this album? Yes. All right, so you shall. once again, I'm reviewing Good News for People Who Love Bad News by the band Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse. Um, Modest this is Mouse. their fourth album. Uh, it was released in 2004, so not too far off from when that Anti-Flag album was released. Yeah. Um, Which it always surprises me whenever I realize that like this album and the Anti Flag album were, were released very close together. It's weird, isn't it? They sound like so different and have way different I mean, stylistically. matter are different. It's, yeah, it's just strange. Did you know that this Modest Mouse album was released uh, uh, was nominated for a Grammy? Best alternative album. It didn't win, I don't think, but uh, hmm. it was up for it. Best alternative um, album. And do you know what like a really big hipster mecca is? Like where there's a lot of hipsters in the U.S. If you had to pick one city. What would you say? Mm. Like what's the hipster city? Uh that one city in uh in Washington. What? Uh I was thinking like Fred Armisen's TV show. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying to think of the, the name of. Just tell Portland, me. Portland, Oregon. Portland, yeah. That's where Modest Mouse is from. Okay. Um well, I think uh, their singer was born somewhere else and then lived in a like a young hipster mecca. <laughs> There's hipsters <laughs> everywhere. That's what I what it seems like. Hipsters in in crazy stuff. I don't know. Um, Voodoo Donuts, I think, is over there. Yes, they are. But, uh, that's aside the point. Um, this album got a lot of like critical and commercial success, probably yep. more than Anti-Flag did, let's be honest. That's all right, though. That's Yeah, no, nothing against it, um, but before I actually go into the album, the one thing I want to talk about is Isaac Brooks. Is that his name? He's the singer. Um, his voice is. is versatile. I'll say yes. that because he can sound like like a crazy psychopath, he can sound like spot on rock, or he can sound like sm- like soft, like very, very soft pop. Like and he can make it sound very different, like very different. Okay? Yeah, and, and this album has all of it. Yeah, included. it showcases it his does m- many different uh, vocal timbers. Yeah, timbre well. is a good word to say. Um, does he have a lisp? I don't know. It, to me, it almost sounds like he's got a, like a borderline lisp, perhaps. But it's hard to tell sometimes. All right, I'll dive straight in. Do it up. Um, the first song is called Horn Intro. I gave Horn it intro. two modest mice. Um, two Modest Mice. I gave I, I, I said, meh, it doesn't do much. Um but it comes back. It does come back. That's the only and reason that's, why, that's why it's I got two it's okay. instead of one. Yeah. Other if it didn't come back, it would only have one modest mouse. But now it's got two <laughs> modest mice. Uh, oh and gosh. two modest mice can make many modest mice. They sure can. We've <laughs> got To a trek- boy and a girl. Yes, it yes it can. On to track number two, which is called The World At Large. I gave us Three Modest Mice. Nice. Um, this seems more like a, it should be the, the first Ice song. i heat wave can't complain. The world's at large, but I'm <laughs> and it, uh And it's slower and somber uh, compared to a lot of the songs in this album. And I guess a lot of their earlier music sounded like in this vein almost. Okay. Um, I, I really don't know that much Modest mouse songs before going into this, which I guess I could have touched upon this before reviewing the songs the only two songs I knew from Modest Mouse before listening to this was Dashboard and Float On which is on this album yes Um, now Jesse and I saw Modest Mouse a couple summers ago they opened up well they didn't open up they co-headlined for Brand New yeah um and they did not play float on yeah it was. i was weird. surprised they played um dashboard, they, played dashboard. And they probably played a couple more off this album they not, did, i didn't yeah. know them at the time yeah they did but uh, isaac the guitar player and singer he his guitar is out of tune and he talked about how he was like 100 percent deaf in one ear yeah it was <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was really funny. funny but they i mean they sat other than his guitar being a little out of tune they sounded fine yeah it sounded um, good anyways back to the world at large um the The only reason why I think the song got three out of two instead of two is because, like in that first chorus and a couple other parts, they talk about floating on. Yeah. And the guitar line from "Floating On" is played slower. Have you ever heard like picked up on that? Yeah. I thought that was really like I listened to this like a solid like week week and a half before I picked up on that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was really cool that they incorporated that. Um, speaking of floating on, let's move on to track number three, which is called oh. "Float On." Oh, is it? I gave it five modest mice, and I recommended it. Nice. I kind um, of, I figured you would. I knew it beforehand. It's probably their biggest song. Yeah, it's uh, either so. this or, or "Dashboard." Everybody knows this song. Uh, the guitar lines really catchy. The chorus is catchy. The verses core uh, catchy. The yeah. guitar line is just everything about it is catchy. but do do uh, the chorus is all oh, right, all ready, we'll all float on. Oh, don't you worry, we'll all float on. Oh, think that we'll all float on. Um, but but this this is, is one of the few like really positive songs that they do. Yeah, because he sings about a lot of dark and negative stuff. Yeah. often. You um, also get kind of a uh, a introduction to his different timbre in the song in the in the verses in the beginning. You do. Um I've I'm got two wait, speaking I'm of I've got car. two lines that I really like. Okay. Which is the first line I backed my car into a cop car the other day. Well he just drove off. Sometimes life's okay. Mm-hmm. Um if you ever backed into a cop car, he's not gonna that, drive away. No. Those lights are gonna come on, you're gonna get a ticket and, and line and way to go your insurance is gonna go sunny. up. we yeah that's a good point the other line that I really like is well a fake Jamaican took away my last dime with that scam it was worth it just to learn some sleight of hand yeah like you know the three card Monte. those guys they're like yeah so that's what he's talking about he was, it was cool to see someone work their skills on the three card Monte. so he he's like it's okay and this song's about how like no matter all the bad things that happen and it's going to happen a lot everything will be okay we will all float on together yeah like we're, we're, it'll be okay which is a good song we'll all keep moving forward and I'm sure you've heard it but do you know the rapper Lupe Fiasco Is that name ring a bell at all no he did a sample on this song and kind of took it and did a song called The Show Goes On the show goes on oh it's like really yeah it's like a I don't want really to call it a copycat because they definitely gave them some of the, like the publishing and like credited them for the yeah, sample but obviously the first time I heard it was like ah, lame like, um, yeah yeah so it's funny it's, it is what it is yeah uh, moving on to track number four which is called Ocean Breeze Salty I gave it Three Modest Mice mm, I like that song it's a popular one this was the second single the first being Float On um me I wouldn't have picked this one as a single um Obviously they made a good choice because it's really popular and people love it. Yeah. Um but I like the chorus. The one where it's like, That is that this is this because Yeah. Tell there's... me what you want, tell me what you get, you get away from me. Do you know that you remember that keyboard part that's in the background? Yeah. It's the thing that reminds me of the keyboard part in the Bridge of Peggy sank the blues by Frank Turner. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's what that's what I think of every time I hear this. Yeah. Um but you know, it's 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 good. Moving on to track number five, which is called Dig Your Grave. I gave it Three Modest Mice. <laughs> this is a weird one. Yeah. It, um, it's it, just it, it's a really short, like, instrumental that leads the, into the next leads song. Leads into the next one, yeah. Um, if, if I was Modest Mouse, I would have just put this at, at the, the beginning. beginning song. But for some reason, they chose to separate the two songs. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so I'll move on to track number six, which is called Bury Me With It. So if you put those two together, it's Dig Your Grave, Bury Me With yeah. It. Yeah. Well, I, I guess, like, Dig Your Grave kind of introduces the melodic and instrumental it does. themes it does but I gave Bury Me With It for Modest Mice oh, I like this song a lot same um, it's weird sounding but cool and also like, a different uh, vocal timbre just bury hear. me with it bury me with it it's crazy sounding but I think this song is about growing up and kind of like like he talks about like being alone because like, well he just talks about like loving the party scene and being alone because everyone's grown up and he's got to grow up too mm-hmm. um, the title of this album comes from this song mhm good news for people who love bad news yeah. moving on though to track moving number on. 7 which is called Dancehall I gave this four modest mice and I recommended it so I it's forgot my second that you said recommendation that you, that you, uh, you had mentioned to me earlier in, the, in like last week you were like that song's really catchy I like yeah. it <laughs> Um it's funny and this struck me the first time I heard it yeah. um, which not always happens but we're gonna dancehall dancehall every, every day, day. We're, we're gonna, gonna dance hall dance all, every, every day, day. <laughs> it's so goofy stuff that, that's how they sing too and that verse pops up so much throughout the song dance hall dance hall every day uh, the verses have a lot of drug references like substance abuse references yeah um, and it gets a little heavy but uh, I don't pay attention to the verses because <laughs> the chorus is so good it kind uh, of makes me want to dance hall yeah. dance hall every day <laughs> it, makes dance like that. Just it makes me want to dance like that it makes me want to jump up and down and move your arms yeah. in like a weird motion like if I was at a concert where they played this song on repeat for an hour You're I'd like, I'd dance I dance hall, dance hall every, every day. day for the entire <laughs> show. Um, it's just a fun song. I really, I love, I like singing along with this song. Yeah. That's why I picked it. Uh, yeah. Not for any, like, reason of the, the lyrics. Was today. that an HM or anything else? Just, that was a recommendation. Oh, recommendation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Moving on to track number eight, Bukowski. I gave his 3.5 Modest Mice. Um, this is a reference to the poet Charles Bukowski, a... Yeah. Well-renowned, either uh, agnostic or atheist. I don't know if you know much about him. No, I do not. But I could gather I think he, yeah. from the song that uh, it's he pretty on the nose. An agnostic, or atheist. A heavy subject matter about um, conformity and about religion and purpose, and like how yeah. like Bukowski was very vocal about like being his own god and like doing what was made him yeah. happy. Like and then like multiple sex partners. Let's do drugs. Like he like was yeah. a champion of that, and so. Um, the singer in this song, Isaac, talks about how he like sympathizes with Bukowski he's more like, and more. Like, but I he, it. Like, but who would want to be an a hole like that? But who would want to be such an a hole? Yeah. yeah. And then he goes on later to talk about God, um, and he talks about how God's an Indian giver because He gives and takes life, and who would and like who would want to be such a control freak? So yeah, he's he's uh, relating to Bukowski and and distancing himself from faith, but he, he's saying like. This is a country of people who all have faith. So by me saying this, I'm alienating myself and I'm and I'm gonna be a, a alone, like lonely. Yeah. Which I I don't know about you, but I almost say the opposite because um, I, I I still would consider myself a person of faith. Yeah. And the culture that I immerse myself in is not. Yeah. Um, same. And like I listen to a lot of music and watch a lot of movies that talk about how faith is stupid and how you like people who believe are like narrow minded and childish. Yeah. And when I hear that I'm like, come on. Like like don't like alienate me. I like what you're doing. Like yeah. you know what I mean? So so well, I, it's I, like I a, see the opposite, but I can see why he would say that. It's a really interesting uh subject that's actually probably better suited for a different conversation. Agreed. But in general it can, it can get you could you could have a whole podcast about this song and, and in debating that. In general, I I'm guessing obviously I could be wrong. That a lot of people who view faith in that way um, don't really know what it's about, or don't, don't really have a good um, representation. They yeah, just see what they, they see from they the s- other people. Maybe I mean, maybe they just see what they see in movies. Maybe they see what they see in yeah, loud people. I guess like yeah. the vocal people. Yeah. So I mean, not like the majority of the extremists. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's less black and white than a lot of uh, movies or yeah. bands put it. It's more, it's way more of a gray area. Yeah. Um, so, moving on, like he, like the last song he was distancing himself from God, you know? Yeah. Towards what? That's right, track number nine is oh. called The Devil's Work Day. <laughs> the Devil's Work Day, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a, he seems like a smart writer. I'm, I'm assuming there was probably some intentionality. There. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I also gave us 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, song is, the song is interesting. Um, it's the horn intro comes back do you remember the horn intro from the beginning of the the song that's how this song starts but the horns continue throughout Um, and now when you recommended this album you said something about like do you want a gypsy album I I said this is maybe not the best term for it but gypsy punk so when you said that I had an idea in my head and this is the only song that sounds kinda gypsy like. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> cuz there's a baritone saxophone it's like boom. Oh those boom. Oh those boom. It's it's also All a dark song. Let you know. Are just <laughs> logs lying in the river or something like that. It's yeah. dark. It's weird. About yeah. like a, a I don't know that. But it's about the, the it's about the devil's workday though. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting song, but uh, I'm going to move on cuz we are running low on time um track number 10 is called the view i give it 4.5 modest mice it's an honorable mention four and a half or is it four modest mice and a baby mouse no no it's four modest mice and one mouse got his tail and part of a foot chopped off oh shoot yeah but they live in a butcher's shop and the butcher almost got him but he ran into the hole quick enough (laughs) he got him with a cleaver how big are these mice regular size how big is this cleaver uh, regular size. Uh, you don't have to imagine how <laughs> like, he I, all barely, narrowly missed him then, I guess. Yeah. So you got four full mice and one mice who's a little disabled. Oh, side note, real quick. Yeah. Um, I was driving home from work uh, yesterday, uh-huh. and there was a snake in the middle of the road. Big one? And I almost ran it over, but I stopped. He was just right in the middle of the like road. He was probably like three feet. Three big? feet? Two three feet. Three feet. Like a black snake or what was it? Uh it Rat was like snake colored it was like two colors it was like uh yellow and black. Oh, okay. So so sometimes brighter colors mean but it wasn't it wasn't stripes around. or anything like that. Okay. It was like a diamond pattern. I don't think it was a ra- it wasn't a rattlesnake though. Not um, on, well, obviously not on the highway if you uh, It wasn't a highway it yeah. was it was right on our street. Interesting. Um I got like I got, it, I got it in my car and I was like I don't want to drive for cuz I don't want to kill Move, it. Move snake. So I was like Go on, I was like, "Go away, yeah. snake!" Like, I don't have a fear <laughs> of snakes. I just don't really like them. Like, if I, I like s- snakes, I don't like them. But if I like saw one like in our yard, I wouldn't be like, "Ah!" I'd be like, "Oh, look, there's a snake in our yard." Have you ever held a held a snake? Yes, I have. They're um, nice. They're fun to hold. Yeah, I don't like snakes though. I just go. Um, I have had a heart attack a couple times. Not literal heart attack, but near heart attack. I was, gonna, I was attack. like, "What? Wait, what?" Two times this in my is life, life. To me, here. I was cutting grass, and this these are very separate incidents and i almost ran over a snake i didn't see the snake until like i my wheel must have hit it and it like jumped up and slithered away real quick now i have my headphones in i'm listening to music like outside world's like yeah. nothing to me yeah. i'm just going along and then all of a sudden the snake like <laughs> jumps up and goes flying i'm like whoa not because i'm afraid just because I, i'm not expecting a snake to go like flying twice that happened to me wow. in pittsburgh that's um, but- crazy but enough anyway. of that craziness, anyway. let's get back to the view, and I don't mean the TV show. I mean the song by Modest Mouse. Yes. Track number ten. My honorable mention. Um this is a dancey song. Ooh. It's dancing because of the drums, I think. They give it that like eighties, like the scat yeah. Like maybe seventies is better, like disco y yeah. kind of drum beat. Um, I think it's about how views change over time. And I know there's a part in the song where they talk about like a literal view of like some people somewhere else. Yeah. But I think he means like a double meaning, like the view, his view changed while growing up, okay. um, because he says, "as like the course is, as life gets longer, awful feels life softer." Gets longer. So he means awful things like have less of a blow as you grow up. Mm. It's a good, it's really good message, and it's really catchy. Also, yeah. Um, moving on to track number eleven, which is called "Satin in a Coffin." I gave it three point five out of five. There's the a banjo satin in a coffin. It's an odd sounding song, and it's dark. Yeah that's kind of the same that's kind of the same type of feel as uh, Devil's Workday no uh, the one after Dig Your Grave oh uh, yeah I could see that Um, but anyhow I'm going to move on because yeah that's fine the next song needs. well I could talk about the next song for even less of a time it's got uh, it's called Interlude in parentheses Milo um, I gave I don't know if I said my rating for Satin in a coffin but it, it's the same as this song 3.5 okay. out of five okay um, this song's an instrumental almost but it, it's got an accordion which has a really interesting sound to it yeah and there's a sound bite of a, a baby or like a toddler talking yeah um, it's actually a child of somebody in the bands I don't know if you know that oh really? Band. so it's kind of cool is it um, is his name Milo yeah uh, What's the, the band? it's a daughter actually oh the daughter's name is Milo I can't remember what the um, the uh, dad's name is it's Otis last name is Judy though <laughs> clever no <laughs> um, next song which is called Blame It on the Tetons I gave it an honorable mention he 4.5 out of 5 the Tetons. what Jesse just said yes soft it's one of the few songs that's like mainly just like an acoustic guitar and vocal yep. pattern and it's really catchy like that yep. melody is super memorable very catchy yeah um the only reason I didn't recommend this is because it's super repetitive and it seems to go on a little too long for me. Mm, okay. Um. Don't let that be a deterrent. I Obviously, honorably mentioned it. I think it's a good song. It's yeah. Just, yeah. I, I didn't recommend it because it was it was reasons. between that one and one of these last ones. Yeah. Probably dance hall because the okay. next song is, might be my favorite, which is called Black Cadillacs. I gave it yeah. a five out of five. Modest Mice. Nice. Um. Like I said, might be my favorite. Black um, Cadillacs. I think he's personifying a failed relationship or a bad relationship. As a death, because hmm. they talk about like that theme of someone dying almost a little bit, quite a bit. Yeah, uh, but I could be wrong. Because he's talking about black, he's talking about black Cadillacs in At reference a to a funeral. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's so catchy, and I like like there's such a difference between the verse, the pre-chorus, and the chorus. Yeah, and they do key shifts. Right. Yeah, in between very, each very one. Very diverse. Mm-hmm. My favorite is the pre-chorus when he says, "And they were f f f and a." Uh, or, or, and we're done 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 with done, all the f f f around. Yeah, so catchy, and they, they repeat that at the end of the chorus with um, I can't remember, but they they. Yeah, they, it's, it's it's good though. Very very catchy, um, but the like the key changes almost make me think musical a little bit in the way that you said Bayside was musical like yeah, like the key changes in here almost okay. made me think of like the so, different like the key and different, themes. Okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense. But I like this song a lot. Yeah. Uh, cool. Moving on to track number fifteen, I gave it three point seven five mice. Oh, wow. This would be where the mouse just had the uh, t- like a half the tail, just part of, of the it. tail gone. Okay. Yeah, he's he's fully mobile, um, but he's just sad. He can stand on his own, but he's just like, oh man, he's like, I can't. Where's I part can't of my, whip tail? my tail? I uh, can't whip my tail back. And he only forth. had one chance to have that tail, and it's gone. Yeah curse that meat cleaver in the butcher. Yeah. Um, this is one of the few songs where harmonies show up in the chorus. Mm. Not a lot of harmonies, just like maybe one line at the very end of the chorus. And you hear, and you're like, oh, and you're like, what? Um, because multiple times in this album, he doubles the vocals where he's singing an octave difference. But that's yeah. obviously not a harmony. That's just an octave like piled on top. Um, and so it was cool to hear. Yeah. Moving on to the last song on the album, which is called "The Good Times Are Killing Me." I gave it four to five. Okay times are killing me and have you listened to the like the lyrics much do you know what the good times are, that are killing them are yeah yeah it's drugs all the drugs yeah. yeah it's crazy because like earlier he's talking about drugs and loving them kind of yeah uh and this is like not well, so much they're killing me though my favorite line is eat enough hair of the dog to make myself an entire rug <laughs> and uh for those of you who don't know there's a common phrase saying uh take a uh, take a uh what is it buy the hair of the, eat hair of the dog that bit you which means when you yeah. wake up with a hangover you drink a little bit of booze to get rid of the hangover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if he had that enough to make a rug out of dog hairs he's That's got a fully lot. formed dog hair rug which is disgusting to think about. Yeah. Yuck. Um, but it's just a really cool imagery and yeah. like, points home the, the message. Interesting. Um, good song. I, I thought it was a good ending to the album. Um, all in all I thought this was a good album. Uh, it took me a lot of listens to get into. That's I'm really not going to lie. Yeah. There was probably like, other than Float On maybe two songs that stuck out at first and the rest was like I don't think I like this. I yeah. don't think I'm going to get into this. But then right. I really got into it, and I liked it a lot. One thing that I've learned after this album is that I need to listen to an album with the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, like, maybe listen to it a couple times without, and then listen to it with the lyrics. Uh, because that makes a that makes A big, it, difference. A big difference, yeah. A very big difference. Agreed. And uh, side, side, as a little bit of a side note, but I got the the most recent Arcade Fire album l- recently. Yeah. Called Everything Now, and it's pretty great. Um, Fantastic album. But, like I, I, started looking up some of the lyrics, uh, and they change what I think about the songs a lot. Yeah. Um, really good stuff. Um, Jesse had me listen to two of their albums before I listened to Neon Bible and the Suburbs. Suburb. Suburb. Both great albums. Um, so obviously I, I listened to this one, and it's worth a listen also. Um, but it's great. Uh, before but uh, speaking of. Um, multiple albums that you've listened to. We're gonna, next week is going to be repeats. Yes, next week is, is episode number forty four. So with repeating numbers, we do repeating albums. That means I'm going to recommend an album for Jesse from a band I've already recommended for him, and he'll do the same for me. Yeah. So what are you recommending for me? Next uh, week? Before we get into that though, let's. Uh... Well, let's let's do that and then we'll finish up yours. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend the album uh, The Bends by Radiohead. Interesting. I'm excited for that. I'm curious if they mean the bends, as in that one disease you get when you're get like altitude or like, not altitude, but like the the depth sickness, like yeah. divers get a lot. I don't know because they call that the bends. You know, I'm curious. I think so. Uh, okay. Awesome. I'm gonna recommend a lagwagon album for you. Okay. Um, but I've got a couple different ones. I'm going back and forth on. So this will kind of determine on what you want. Okay. Um, there are two per se that I would recommend. Um, okay. One is a little bit more like tongue in cheek, kind of like the one I had you listen to, which was Haas. A little bit like it's it's got serious songs, but there's some like humorous stuff on there still. Um, The other one's a little bit more heavy and a little bit darker, more somber, reflective lyrics. Okay. So what would you prefer? Darker and somber. All right. I'm going to recommend the album Resolve by Lagwagon. Okay, sweet. It's got, it's about, uh, well, not the entire album, but a lot of it was inspired by the death of their former drummer. Oh wow! So, oh, uh, what was his name again? Derek. Derek He's the one yeah. who played on the album you listened to. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Sweet. That sounds good to me. And so we've got that uh, that to look forward to to, to. to next week. Yeah. So let's uh, say you that we finish our beers. Has, has your flavor changed on yours at all? Um, has it warmed up? I think it's gotten better. Um, more of the creaminess has come through. I think I agree with uh, with mine. You know how sometimes when you have a beer that's a little higher booziness like that like a higher gravity the booze comes more forward as it warms up? Yeah. I think mine dissipated a little, which huh. is interesting. Odd. The smoothie is, is more good. up front. The smoothie is more up front. Um I I was happy with this beer though. I was ecstatic with mine. Oh, I jumped you? for joy. Uh but I'm sad because I, I only bought one can of this in a mixed 6 pack. Yeah, that is pretty sad. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, a mixed 4 pack. It was it was one of those um This from Craft Brewed? Yeah. I got one of those okay. little plastic uh, Pork top what do you call those like the yeah. contain, you know what I mean I know what you're talking yeah. about anyways um, we're going to finish up our beers and sign off for the week anyway uh, Jim if you're if you're right at the end of your beer get ready for the magic words but before you do Jim, magic phrase I just want to let you know Jim that um, if you like what we do uh, keep listening to our episodes but look us up on Instagram Twitter Facebook we're at American Brews and Tunes or yeah. you can look up our website which is com. we've got bonus content on the website bonus, bonus content it's great um, uh, check it out love life love everyone live life love work play hard eat tacos drink beer listen to music Play guitar. Play guitar. Walk the dog. Read books sometimes. Play Nintendo. Read comic books all the time. Look at pictures. Look listen at, to records. Look at look at things. Watch movies. Uh, pay for movie tickets. Uh, eat, go to the museum. Eat things. Make yourself eggs. Make an omelet. Don't scramble it when it fails. Uh, just keep on with that omelet. You can do it, Jim. Use the restroom. Watch the movie Fargo and don't get upset. By the accents, yeah. you mean that's enough? Jim I knows could, what we're I about. I kind of get upset. Joe's not Joe knows by what we're those, about. Jim, sorry, Jim knows what we're about. <laughs> I kind of get upset by those accents. It's Fargo, it's not Minnesota. I know, but even when they're in Minnesota, they they still talk like that. Yeah, whenever they're in Minneapolis, that one wife lady, What what's one of the lines that she says? I don't remember. Oh, she's it's like, the mallard, eh? She's like, Oh, oh, sh- oh, you're oh, darn sure. tootin', right? Oh, you're darn tootin'. My favorite the grandfather was like, when the son wants to go to McDonald's during dinner, he's like, I know what they do at the McDonald's. I assure you it isn't drinking milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with the accent. I just love that line. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> Enough about people getting put into wood chippers. Let's finish up beers. <laughs> All right. All right. My name is Steven Johnson again. And my name is Jesse. That's it. Jesse. Titus. Shiver to be You know our names. We already said it. This is American Brews and Tunes. Thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. Woohoo! Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beam-a-day!